coming to you from St. Petersburg, Florida. You're listening to the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast, the show that's the authority on where to eat in St. Pete. Here are your hosts, Kevin Godby and Lori Brown. Hi, I'm Kevin Godby. And I'm Lori Brown. Thank you for tuning in today. Welcome to the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast, the podcast that's it when it comes to restaurants and food information in St. Pete. And be sure to check out our website, stpetersburgfoodies.com. There you'll find great information, including restaurant reviews, the largest St. Pete happy hour list ever created and kept updated, and information on the newest restaurants in town. We are locals that live in downtown St. Pete, and we've been eating our way through this town for years, so you don't have to, but you should. We are a weekly podcast with new episodes coming out every Tuesday afternoon, which you can listen to whenever you feel like it, because it's a podcast, and hopefully you'll subscribe and give us a good review on iTunes or wherever you like to listen. On today's show, Kevin and I will talk about foods that years ago were proclaimed unhealthy, but now they're suddenly not. Our guest today is Josh Luger, the partner and operator of Capital Tacos. We'll be talking to Josh about how Capital Tacos is a small local chain that actually makes all of their own ingredients from scratch every day in-house, and they truly have a cult following. After that, we'll play our music segment, open our lunchbox, share our tip of the week, and have a gluten-free wrap-up. All of that is coming up on today's episode of the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast. So grab a snack, pour a drink, and relax while we serve up the show. Been to Anata lately, or at all? My best friend was just recently in town, and I took her to all of my favorite places, and she proclaimed Anata as her absolute favorite. They're known for their great wines and cheese and charcuterie, but I am in lust with the entrees and specials Chef Josh dreams up. I finally got to try the short rib bolognese, and it was fantastic. The M3, which is a mushroom and truffle risotto, is nothing short of sensual. Next time, I want to try the charred octopus arrabbiata pasta. We have had the octopus appetizer, and it's amazing, but this pasta sounds nice and spicy, just like I like it. You really must go to Anata. Anata Restaurant and Wine Bar is located at 300 Beach Drive in downtown St. Petersburg. They open every day at 4 p.m. You really must go to Anata. So today we're going to talk about foods that we were once told were bad for us, Then we were told they were good for us. And sometimes it goes around and around. You lie! You lie! And back and forth and back and forth. Yeah, and the first thing that came to mind for me was butter, because I can remember when I was a kid growing up in the 70s, I think was when it first came out that, oh no, butter's bad. You should use margarine because chemicals are better. Just kidding. They didn't say that part. But we also got a little bit of input from, uh, actually, I just posted this on my personal Facebook. And I said, I remember back in the 70s when I was growing up that butter was bad and margin would save you from its artery clogging evils. Then later we found out that margin was worse than butter and butter wasn't really that bad. Can anyone think of other food examples like this? Here's some of the stuff that we have and then feel free to uh, email us or comment anywhere that you listen to the show and tell us, give us your comments, what you think, and if you have any that we missed. And the email would be info at stpetersburgfoodies.com. Eggs got a lot of comments. 
And one of the first comments on eggs was actually from my cooking teacher in high school, Siri Clemiston Renoni. Hoping I got that last one right because she wasn't married when she was my teacher. But she just says, eggs, the argument about cholesterol being linked to egg consumption. Also, the low-fat fad. Replacing fats with high-fructose corn syrup has been proven as a problem. Better off to have a little olive oil or butter. Yeah, and I have a couple comments here, too. One from uh, Ken Paris. He said, definitely eggs, back and forth, back and forth. A more perfect food never existed. Shout out to North Brunswick Township High School, because Ken Paris went to high school with me, too. Oh, yeah, I forgot you know these people. (laughs) (laughs) We have another one from Maris Jeffrey. She said, never give up on delicious, nutritious eggs. What's an egg without yolks? Also, real sugar, butter, salt, maple syrup, and gluten, unless I'm cutting carbs. Yeah, I, I love eggs. I, I eat eggs almost every day. Yeah, I never, I never jumped on the egg white fad trend thing. No, I'm not a fan of that either. Yeah, I, I, that's how they come. That's how they're supposed to be served. Yeah, so. All the best stuff is in the yolk. Exactly, exactly. In my opinion. Anyway. Well, we also had several people that commented on uh, sugar versus artificial sweeteners as well. Kathy Micheloni, I hope I said that right. White sugar. They said artificial was so much better. Glad I stuck to regular sugar and also white flour. And then Sandra Ann said, artificial sweeteners are bad for you. And then Brittany... You know, know, I think it should be just logical that anything that is artificial is probably not good for you. Right. It should make sense, right? Yeah. If it doesn't exist in nature, you're probably not supposed to have it. Another one from Brittany Parsons, sugar better than Splenda for you. And yet they say a lot of times that uh, the artificial sweeteners tend to activate, still activate the um, same things that sugar activates in your body, which causes your, what is it that sugar does? Insulin levels mm-hmm. to react. And so it still can cause your body to, to gain weight, even though there are, you know, not really. Right. So the whole less calorie thing in that case might be a, a lie. You lie! You lie! A misnomer, yes. I want to give a few shout-outs to people that wrote in on fat. Uh, Skylar Junebug Percival, fats in general. Surprise, surprise, there is such thing as a good fat, and it is vital to our brain function. And then my chiropractor, Frank Farkas, writes, fat is good, low fat is bad, always in moderation. All sugar substitutions, sucralose, one I can't pronounce, are bad. And toxic, except for stevia and agave. And then Charity Lane, and she's a uh, fitness guru. Fat was bad and low-fat, high-carbs were good. Now we know that fat was demonized by industry-sponsored research, i.e. cereal companies, etc. Oh my God, you bastards! Right. And Joe Maledo, actually, shout out to Joe. He said that uh, low-fat milk is not better than whole milk. Another myth. Look it up. So, I mean, that kind of ties in with fat as well, because it's milk, but that's the only one we got on milk. Should I switch back to whole milk? If you want. I'm doing the 2% right now. Yeah, I have two. Uh, Cindy Apone-Deermount says, anything that's good one day is bad the next. And that typically does tend to be true, right? Yeah. It's like, go through all these different back and forths. So we started off talking about butter and margarine. Mm-hmm. I think you have, have some additional info on that? I do. And I do first want to read uh, what Rose Winters said. Uh, regarding butter. She said, I think the same thing happened with eggs. I saw a recipe made the other day with vegan butter. You can't have butter without cream, which is made from milk from an animal. So whatever the vegans are calling butter 
really can't be. And she's correct about that because um, I did uh, some research on butter versus, versus margarine. Um, from an article I found online from Medical News Today, it describes how butter and margarine are made. Butter is a dairy product made by churning cream or milk to separate the solid components from the liquid. Butter is commonly used in cooking, baking, and as a spread, as we all know. Uh, margarine was developed as a substitute from butter and is made from plant-based oils such as canola oil, palm fruit oil, and soybean oil. And from what I read in here, butter's pretty much made by the same recipe all the time. However, margarine, they have actually different recipes. It can be different things, not just the cream of the crop of the milk, so milk fat. Really, the decision of whether to choose butter or margarine is dependent on the individual and specific dietary needs. The most important difference is that butter contains saturated fats and most margarines contain trans fats. Trans fat raises LDL, which is bad cholesterol, and significantly while, sorry, it raises LDL bad cholesterol significantly while lowering HDL, which is the good cholesterol. The opposite of that with butter, well, not opposite in raising LDL, but saturated fat, which is in butter, also raises LDL bad cholesterol, but less than trans fats, and it does not affect your HDL good cholesterol. So really, in general, just comparing butter and margarine, butter really is the lesser of two evils, if you want to put it that way. Yes, margarine's more processed is another way to look at it as well. Butter is coming from the real source. I wanted to save the best for last because it's like the, the biggest lie, to me anyway. Don Wynn is one of the people that wrote in about it, and Don says, MSG. MSG isn't bad. People overeating large amounts of carbs and salt is what makes them get a headache and tired. Ha ha ha. Right. And, and Don's Asian, by the way, and a buddy of ours. Yes. And Matthew Smith, he's the sh- executive chef at The Hangar, for those of you that don't know. He just wrote in and just said, plain up MSG. Kevin and I had actually been watching a show called Ugly Delicious recently. The, the topic of MSG was brought up and how it's majorly incorrect because MSG is actually naturally occurring. You heard something on... Well, the, the Bon Appetit podcast, which mm-hmm. is almost as good as the St. Petersburg Foodies podcast. Actually, it's my favorite. They also had a segment where they talked about MSG and they went back and found that, I mean, there were all kinds of tests done and they couldn't prove any of the bad things that people say about MSG, that like it, primarily that it gives you a headache. And they actually found evidence that it was really put out there by people who were prejudiced against Asians. That's ridiculous, but interesting. So I did, I did a little bit of research as well and found an, an article online in uh, nutrition. And it was talking about, you know, what is MSG? Well, of course, we all know it's short for monosodium glutamate. But as the name implies, it's actually just the product of sodium and glutamate, known as sodium salt. And the glutamate in MSG is made via fermentation of starches. So there's no chemical difference between glutamate and MSG and glutamate in natural foods. It does say that glutamate in MSG may be easier for the body to access because it isn't bound inside big protein molecules that molecules that need to be broken down. I don't think we want monocles in our system. (laughs) But anyway, the bottom line on that is that MSG is the sodium salt of glutamate, an amino acid found in the human body and all sorts of foods. It's a popular food additive because it enhances the flavor of foods. So, you know, why do people think it's harmful? 
the reason people think, think it's harmful, glutamate functions as a neurotransmitter in the brain. It is an excitatory neurotransmitter, meaning that it excites nerve cells in order to relay its signal. And some have claimed that MSG leads to excessive glutamate in the brain and excessive stimulation of nerve cells. And for this reason, it has been referred to as an excitotoxin. Back in 1969, injecting large doses of MSG into newborn mice was shown to cause harmful neurological effects. And this paper ignited this huge fear of MSG, which unfortunately has remained all the way until this day. However, dietary glutamate should have little to no effect on the human brain because it cannot cross the blood-brain barrier in large amounts. And overall, there doesn't seem to be any compelling evidence that MSG acts as an excitotoxin when consumed in normal amounts. So again, everything in moderation. Yeah, brilliant. Let's inject it into baby mice. Awesome. Right. Great idea. It'd be like, let's get a dump truck full of MSG and dump it on top of a person and see if they get smothered. Okay, you're pushing that a little bit far there, hon. But they did find that um, there are people that may be sensitive to MSG. There were studies done with placebo where certain people were a little bit more sensitive to, to MSG. It says in here, there are some people who may experience adverse effects after consuming it. It's a condition called Chinese restaurant syndrome. Right, that's what they called it back yeah, then. Yeah, or MSG symptom complex. Um, so they did several studies on this. The bottom line is that if you find that you're having an effect from MSG, just don't use it. But the bottom line is it really should not be harmful in normal, moderate doses. I have placebo syndrome. Oh, jeez. <laughs> well, I wanted to wrap this segment up with another um, comment on Kevin's post by Nola Purple Cat. She's a good friend of ours. And I absolutely agree with what she has to say. She said, this is exactly why I eat and drink what I want to. If you're eating quality food, chocolate, wine, whatever, at least you'll be having fun while you're here. Personally, I don't want to live super long if I have to give up everything that makes living worthwhile. My one concession was to quit smoking cigarettes. And I did that too. Hallelujah. Yes. So I've always been an everything in moderation person. Never one to go off to the one extreme or the other, and I still believe that way. I'm doing everything in excess. <laughs> We're finally going to get our drinks. Oh, chicken, chicken, yeah! So we'd love to hear your thoughts, too. You can send us an email at info at stpetersburgfoodies.com, leave a comment on our webpage at stpetersburgfoodies.com, or comment on social media at any of our uh, sites on Facebook or on Instagram. <laughs> Welcome back to the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast. Our guest today is Josh Luger, partner and operator of Capital Tacos. Welcome to the show, Josh. Yes, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Happy to be here. You said that you didn't want to talk too much about yourself. That's right. So just real quick question then. Wife, kids, pets? A wife, no kids. But basically, I'd say Capital Tacos is kind of like my baby right now. Right. So. That's, your pet. That's your pet, your <laughs> yeah. baby. Yeah. It yeah. is all-consuming. We have learned a lot about that with the restaurant industry. Yeah, for sure. And, uh, you know, we have folks there every day from 6 a.m. all the way to the end of the night. So every yeah, day. Sure. And you were not always in the restaurant business. You've done other things. How did you get to the restaurant business and make that transition? Yeah, that's right. So Capital Tacos was founded by Bobby and Crystal Heskett five years ago, about a year and a half into Capital Tacos' existence. It was just one store in Land O'Lakes. 
basically Bobby connected with somebody who we knew. We went down there to just meet with him and try the food, and he told us all about the concept. We tasted the food, we saw the store, and we talked about what we could possibly do together. My background personally, done a bunch of different things, but most recently I actually had a New York City food dining newsletter. I've always been a foodie, had a huge passion for food. Cool. We saw that Capital Tacos was ranked top three nationally. Like, let's go down there and talk to so myself and James Marcus, another partner joined team with Bobby about three years ago at this point. So cool. you came down from New York? Yes. Yep. Wow. Yep. It's awesome. Impressive. Oh, yeah, that's right. Your, your phone is a 516. 516, yeah, Long Island. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's pretty cool. Later on when we're off, We'll have to get some tips on you on, on uh, foodie newsletters. Oh, yeah. I mean, we have one, but we want to... You guys seem to know what you're doing, so... Okay. Yeah. I'll get some from you. <laughs> we knew about Capital Tacos for a while. It's hard to miss if you're on Facebook or online, whatever, but we had never been to Capital Tacos until you came to St. Pete because we just cover St. Pete. But when we first announced the news that you were coming to St. Pete, everyone went crazy. Like, oh, my God, I drive... 50 miles to go to Capital Tacos. Yeah. No, I don't have to. Yeah. How, how did you guys build such a fan base? It is pretty crazy. I mean, it's, a, it's, it's really humbling. I mean, we went from one store in Land Lakes, then to Wesley Chapel, to Brandon. I mean, every time we expand, I mean, every day in our stores, people are like, we've driven 20, 30 miles to get here. And so that is both humbling, but it also puts it on us to say, hey, maybe we got to come to you. You know, we got there from the start. It's really just been about our menu and our food. So the menu that Bobby created, he spent his whole life in the kitchen. Most of his time started right here in San Antonio, Florida. His parents had a Mexican restaurant. He spent about six months in Austin, Texas, got inspired by that, came back, started making tacos in that restaurant. Basically, he took over the menu, the off-menu tacos in that restaurant. Parents kind of threw him out in the restaurant, said, do your own thing. And from the first day on, people just started coming in. So that original store didn't have a sign till its fifth birthday this June. Wow. So it was all <laughs> word of mouth. We'll get into the food a little bit, but it really was just the strength of the food and the hospitality, and then just word got out. Eventually, Tampa Bay Times reviewed us about three months in, and that got us to a next level, and then we won some national awards, and then some TV coverage came down, and then just kind of grew from there. Yeah, you guys have a ton of awards. Yeah. What are some of those? So after our first year, we won top three taco in the country by Foursquare. We won top two place to eat in all of Tampa St. Pete by Yelp. And then that's when TV folks started covering us. And so overnight, Land O'Lakes kind of went from this secret, no sign, thousand square foot store in the middle of a strip center with no sign itself to like lines around the center. So it was kind of overnight at that point, once those awards were won, the word really started traveling. That's awesome. So it was uh, really organic, right? Oh, entirely. Yeah. We haven't spent a cent on marketing up until some just recent kind of Facebook ads to let people know about our opening in St. Pete. That was our first test of the first five years. Mm-hmm. Not a cent, all organic. So St. Pete was the fourth or fifth store? Uh, fifth store. So we have Land O'Lakes, Wesley Chapel, Brandon, Newport Ritchie, St. Pete, and then uh, now? some more on the way. No. And now, yes, most recently, uh, we're now in the Amelie Arena for the Lightning. So Really exciting partnership for us. Uh, obviously, you can't get the full menu there, but you can get a little bit of taste of Capital Tacos whenever you go to a Lightning game right now. That's, yeah, that's awesome. awesome. Yeah. Great exposure for you guys, too. Yeah, it's great. I mean, they, uh, they reached out to us when they heard about us coming to St. Pete, actually. And what struck me in the first meeting with them, I think why it ended up getting to the point it is, and we're doing a lot of interesting things with them uh, as well, is the brand synergy. I mean, with the Lightning and Jeff Finnick represent uh, to the community and to Tampa, there's just synergistic value uh, in terms of 
what they're trying to do. I mean, we take a lot of pride in the fact that one of the top tacos in the country was born here in Tampa. And being in that arena allows us to basically reach folks from all over the region where we may not be yet in a small way that we can touch them. And so super exciting opportunity for us to be there. Congrats. That's great. Thank you. Yeah. And you guys are, to be clear, Tex-Mex. Yep. And I actually consider it creative Tex-Mex yeah. because it's, it's, there's a lot of fun ad- added to it. There's uh, creative ingredients, but also fun names. Yeah. What are some of those uh, items? Yeah. So, I mean, that's one of the interesting things. I think when people come into Capital Tacos, to be honest, the first reaction is kind of, what is this, right? Uh, regulars know what it is, but we have a huge menu. You're struck by a huge menu board and the flavors and the ingredients and the names, all different. Our signature taco is called the Austinite. It has grilled steak three different types of cheeses, a homemade chipotle ranch sauce. I say homemade, every single ingredient is made from scratch, as your listeners mm-hmm. probably already know. Yes. So yeah, the Austinites are signature taco. The Big Kahuna is a fried fish taco. We come up with lots of names that are creative. We have 26 different options. It takes some time to go through the menu. We like to tell people if you have questions, and we, we're pretty sure you will ask us. If there's something you see that you really like, you can take things off. But basically, every single ingredient on every single taco has been carefully constructed by Bobby, who's the chef and the founder because they specifically work for that taco. Uh, people can try to make their own and go backwards, but we don't recommend it. Trust us, one of the ones we have will probably work. We have a wide range of options. Right, right. So, so there's no salsa coming out of a jar? No. Our prep list every single day starts at 6 a.m. in every single store, and it's over 100 things we're making from scratch. Every protein you're getting is either tenderized or marinated or brined. Our brisket is just Texas flood. It's one taco. It's available in the arena as well. One of our 26, but we braise brisket for eight hours each and every morning just for that one taco. Yeah, and there's one taco that has uh, pickled carrots. That's right. And just one taco, and you guys pickle your own carrots in-house just for that one taco. That's right. So some people will call us crazy, but going back to your question before, that's, it's that kind of level of attention and detail to the food. It's a passion for us that that's how we grew. You know, people come in and they see that. They immediately feel the difference. Then they taste the difference. They can see it. And that, as we grow, it's important to us. We've set the bar. We know that most restaurants, the way the tension comes as you grow, and I listened to your guys' podcast last month about chains versus not chains. What chain means to me when I hear it, the negative connotation, is it means along the way someone has sacrificed quality. Absolutely. For scale. We set the opposite bar. If you come to our stores for years, you'll know. If you log our progression across every store we've opened, we've actually added more items to the menu. Our quality has gone up over time. So the bar we set for ourselves is how do we grow and get better mm-hmm. every single time we open a store, not the opposite. So we call that responsible growth. And for us, any ne- negative connotation with the chain, internally that's what we focus on fighting because we will not cut any corner for the sake. We'd rather have five awesome restaurants than 50 mediocre ones. And that's the deep ethos from store number one till now, and that will, will remain with us no matter how many stores we open. Great. That's awesome. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. From San Francisco comes... Right, a roly, the San Francisco treat. Right, a roly, the flavor can't be beat. One pan, no boiling, cooking ease. A flavor that is sure to please. Right, a roly, the San Francisco treat. Rice-a-roni, the delicious break from potatoes. Now in six fabulous flavors. One pan, no boiling, cooking ease. A flavor that is sure to please. Right, 
Welcome back to the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast. We are here with Josh Luger from Capital Tacos. One thing that tends to be a trigger word in all of the areas of anything that has the name Mexican in it is authentic. Yeah. And I know that Capital Tacos gets a little bit of flack for people thinking it's not authentic. Right. Yeah, it's definitely a trigger word for us. And, you know, we understand it because when people hear the word taco, it can mean many different things. And quite often, I mean, just to be straight, what we offer, no one else does around here. So we understand when people walk in for the first time, they don't know what to expect. Insofar as they think they know what to expect, people are thinking about authentic Mexican. So even to start, there really is nothing that's authentic Mexican. When you talk about authentic Mexican, it's what part of Mexico you're talking about. Absolutely. But we're not even that. We are Tex-Mex. And so Tex-Mex is something entirely different. And it's authentic to America, and more specifically Texas, because basically Mexican-inspired recipes and flavors and style with American-style uh, barbecue proteins. And the base where it came from in Texas is really it's more about beef. It's more about kind of yellow cheeses. So what we do is it's a merging of the two. It's really authentic. What we do is authentic Tex-Mex, but more specifically, authentic Capital Tacos. Absolutely. There you go. Because it's a yeah. little bit more creative tex That's right. And so yeah. we view the tortilla as really, what's exciting to us is it's a blank canvas. You could put anything on it. Tex-Mex allows you to explore so many regions. So we did a, we did the Darjeeling was a taco of the month we did five or six months ago. Indian inspired, you know, had a curry sauce. I mean, so we can do anything with that. That's obviously not authentic Mexican taco. You're not going to see that in Mexico but it's a extension of the Tex-Mex kind of philosophy, which is really you can do kind of anything with tacos. Absolutely. Actually, we have friends, Byron and Lori, and they told us they make tacos almost every night yeah. because Lori says, I can make anything into a taco. That's right. And that's an authentic <laughs> Lori taco, right? So yeah. <laughs> that's why we have a wide menu because you could choose from a lot of different things. You could take things off. Uh, but we are, to be very clear, not authentic Mexican food, and we don't try to say we are. Right. Yeah. I like, I like authentic capital tacos. That's right. Exactly. Yeah. If we can be that... I'll take that. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. And, that, and Bobby, I think you said earlier, Bobby learned Tex-Mex in Austin, Texas. That's right. So, yeah. So, you know, he knows what is supposed to be authentic, even though authentic is kind of a useless word. It really right. is. But then puts his own twist on it. And that's, that's right. what everybody does. Yeah. That's exactly that's right. what you should do. And we had an entire talk, you know, podcast about this already in one of our topic sections. But it's fun to bring it up when it relates to something like this and we can say yes it's authentic to our restaurant that's right i mean especially in the context of a foodie as you guys have talked about many times it's it is there's a degree of exploration to it right and so with our menu you are definitely coming in you're going to explore right it's a big menu and like the, the folks who really love us the reaction they come back when they, when they come is i got to co keep coming back to try everything else on the menu it is an exploration right. of different flavors different tastes and again to be upfront, it is probably going to be something like you haven't tasted before to us that's part of the excitement. Uh, but if people are coming in expecting an authentic, quote-unquote, Mexican street taco, that's, that's not what we do. So, so you, they need to go in with the mindset of this is a different experience. That's right. And it's on us, frankly, like because we know people are coming in with various expectations. Either they're coming in knowing what we are and have super high expectations. They still might be confused by the menu. Or they're expecting authentic, quote-unquote, Mexican street-style tacos. That's why it's kind of on us to go up to them proactively and say, hey, this is your first time here. Let me walk you through the menu right. at, the, at the register to be conversational because we know we're not what people are expecting. And even if they know to expect the unexpected, that's still a lot of education that we mm -hmm. have to do. And so we happily do that. Right. Yeah. And out of all the 26 tacos, you can also get them other ways. That's right. So you could basically multiply it by five. You could have anything as a taco, 
a burrito, a rice bowl as a salad or nachos. So generally folks are eating tacos, they might do two or three, and if the other four are a meal. And it really is, again, it's, a, it's an extension of you know, our hospitality. We want anyone to come in and feel like, you know, and a lot of us you know, don't want to eat carbs, or put it on a salad. Feeling like you want to share something with friends, nachos are perfect for that. They're huge. Want to try two or three different things, go with tacos. So yeah, you could choose any one of our items one of five different ways. 26 times 5 gives you a lot of choices. It sure does. <laughs> yeah. And then you also have a, a taco of the week, you were saying, yes? So we have taco of the month, and right taco now actually we have two. And so pretty exciting. We do a taco of the month every month. It's one of the benefits, if you're a member of our rewards program, among many, you actually get to vote on it each month. We give you a few options, and you get to choose. A second taco of the month that we're now running throughout the hockey season is actually we have a taco of the month that is each month is created with one of the Lightning players, and a portion of the proceeds of that taco goes back to their charity of choice. That's awesome. Yeah, so it's really cool. So again, as I said, the, us working with the Lightning really is about giving back to the community in a large respect, and the players are super excited about participating in that. And so there are a few of our tacos you can get that we make in all our stores in the stand, but then there's this taco of the month that you can only get that a Lightning player has helped create in our stores. Earlier you mentioned one that sounded like a, an Indian-inspired taco. Yeah, um, can, so that, can, can we just put that on the menu permanently <laughs> just for me? Well, see, this is, this is the problem, right? Which is what happens every time we do a taco of the month is, is just that. People are like, oh, can we just add this one to the menu? And like a bunch of times we've done that. That's how you get a menu of 26 tacos. Right. If we did that every time someone asked, that would be about 40 or 50. One of the crazy ideas I have that I don't know if we'll ever do uh, because it is that crazy is <laughs> to one day just take our entire menu down and replace it with all special tacos for the day. So you come in and actually <laughs> oh, the wow, entire cool. menu is replaced. We could do it. The list of special tacos we have that are just waiting to be used, it's there because that list, like that's how Bobby's mind works. Operationally, that might be a bit difficult to achieve, but it's, <laughs> yeah, like, it's yeah, like a dream, yes. you know? Yeah. Yeah. So when dining in-house, what kind of drink selection do you have as far as alcoholic? Yeah, we have a wide selection. Uh, we have 10 different beers in each store. I try to keep some local craft in each one of the stores that customers kind of recommend. We also have a frozen beverage selection. So again, this is another thing that didn't exist six months ago. We have a frozen lemonade that actually premiered here in St. Pete. We have a frozen sangria, what we call a frozen capital Rita. And then we have the Tampa Bay Two Punch, which is half frozen sangria, half frozen capital Rita, a small Corona, Coronita on top, and we add an orange slice. Uh, So each one of those also made from scratch with original mm-hmm. recipes each day, fresh squeezed juices. We have some in there hours every morning making them. They're pretty good. Have wow. you tried them? Oh, yeah. Okay. It was very the good. The two punch? Yes. Yeah. Yes. It was it very is, good. It's, it can really only do one. I yeah, I was going to say. It's, uh, it's a 32-ouncer. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you, you maybe want to share it, but definitely one, one will do the trick. Oh, we did yeah. share it. And it was, yeah. <laughs> but it was very good. Very All right. Good. Great. Yeah. You're now at Amelie Arena. Yep. And any other plans for expansion? Yeah, I think very soon we'll have some news to share, but I can tease that if you like Capital Tacos and you're in St. Pete, you, you might be happy with some news we're going to share in a little bit. So That's exciting. Yeah, that's very exciting. And, you know, again, we try to go where people are asking for us, and so hopefully we'll have even more news uh, in the new year as well. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for being here today. And, folks, remember, it's the last two days to go in and say you heard, heard this on the St. Petersburg Foodies podcast and get your free chips and queso. Capital Tacos is located at? 5226 4th Street North. And you can go to CapitalTacos.com. Thanks for being on the show, Josh. Yes. Thanks for having Thank me. you very much. Thank you. We'll be right back.
Our music segment showcases only local artists, and today we are featuring Autumn June. Her sound can best be described as a mix of rock, country, folk, and pop. Self-taught with vocal stylings inspired by artists like Sheryl Crow and Susan Tedeschi, Autumn June possesses an original sound and style all her own. Before we hear the music, we have Autumn in studio with us to answer the Fast Five foodies questions. Autumn comes to us via One Step Media and Kate Reuter. One Step Media provides management, marketing, and booking services to independent artists. And by the way, Kate's a singer-songwriter herself. She is. She's an amazing singer-songwriter. And that's, and that's Autumn June. Welcome to the show, Autumn. Thanks. Thank, for, thank you for having me, Kevin. Are you ready for the Fast Five Foodies questions? I'm as ready as I'll ever be. Hope so, because they're really difficult. Not really. <laughs> What's your favorite food? Lasagna. Lasagna. Okay, yes, nice. That didn't, that didn't take very long. What's your favorite restaurant in St. Pete? Downtown St. Pete or Pinellas County? Uh, either or, or both. You can pick one of each. I'm very fond of E&E's Steakhouse. What is it? E&E's Steakhouse in e- Bel Air. E&E's, okay. If you haven't tried it, you must. What, what's your favorite item there? The salmon. The salmon? Yeah. Good. I love salmon. I don't normally order it at a steakhouse, but that's okay. I'm, I'm weird like that. I've been eating a lot of chicken and, and fish lately. You are weird like that. No, it's okay. Salt or pepper? Salt. Okay, salt. Lots of salt. Lori would like that answer. (laughs) Cilantro. Love it or it tastes like soap? Love it. Good. Love cilantro. When do you normally have that? Whenever I can. It's like cheese. Everything's better with cheese on it. Everything's better with cilantro. Almost everything. (laughs) Can you cook? I believe I can. I guess that could be determined by others' opinions, but my mom cooked an awful lot growing up. Yes, I can, I can cook. What do you like to cook? I make a really good lasagna from the family recipe. Well, so there you go. That would be my best dish. That's pretty cool, actually, that you make your favorite dish. Yeah. Awesome. So you could like have it pretty much anytime you want. All the time, whenever I want. Do we have anything that we wanted to plug? Gigs coming up? Where do we find you? You can find me... Every Monday, I host an open jam at Niagara Tap in Seminole. Every Tuesday, I host an open jam at Sharks Bar and Grill in Largo. And you can catch me also uh, on Madeira Beach at John's Pass at the Hut every other Tuesday afternoon. And two or three times a month at Postcard Inn on St. Pete Beach, just to name a few. To find my schedule, just go to autumnjunemusic.com or find me on Facebook at autumnjunemusic. My schedule is listed by the month at the top of the page. So today you're going to be hosting a pre-recorded version of your song. Yes. Actually, we have, uh, the song is Release Me. Release Me. Tell us about that. That is one of my earlier songs, possibly one of my first that I've written, or the first. It is a love me or let me go, kind of where I came from. You know, someone was having a hard time saying I love you. and. So I wrote that song, Say You Love Me or, or Release Me. So that's where that came from. And uh, I recorded it in Seminole at Steve Rosicki's uh, studio, Black Toe Studio. He's a good friend of mine. And we had an awful good time recording that. So that's where Release Me came from. Love Me or Let Me Go. Excellent. We're going to give it a spin. And uh, thank you for spending time with us. Thank you, Kevin.
Once again, that was Autumn June with Release Me. Today for our Lunchbox segment, we decided to go to Pizza Box here in downtown St. Pete on the 900 block of Central Avenue. They have very unique and tasty pizzas. They're they're made in a wood-fired oven. And actually, everything's made in the wood-fired oven because that's all they have. There's no other cooking devices. There's no stove, grill, or fryer. Yeah, it's it's pretty unique how they do that. Love it. And my my favorite is the St. Michael Supreme, which is what I'm having. It is a house-made... San Marzano tomato sauce, boar's head shredded mozzarella cheese, fire roasted red peppers, caramelized onions, mushrooms, and boar's head pepperoni. It's so good. Those caramelized onions really make it. They do that, of course, in the wood fired oven. I have two favorites. I like both the carnivore and the lover boy, but today I decided to go with the lover boy because I'm a lover boy. Oh, God. <laughs> it has a house made San Marzano tomato sauce, mozzarella, house made meatballs, 
herb whipped ricotta, cherry peppers, yum, caramelized onions, and fresh basil. Yeah, it's very good too. We both love the meatballs at Pizza Box. Kevin is the meatball lover in the family though. So we had to share those meatballs. You can't go there and not get them. They're 100% beef made in-house with garlic, onions, and breadcrumbs, and so good. And they are done in the wood-fired oven, as we said before. So because of that, they have a smoky taste, which is, to me, it's a nice change-up. Uh, some people might not like the smokiness, but I do. But the, uh, the other really cool thing is that that wood-fired oven also gives them a little crunchy char on the outside, which is really nice. Yeah, you don't find that anywhere else in, in St. Petersburg, and I think we've proclaimed them the best beet molds we've had down here. I think they are, yeah. yeah. Mamma mia, that's a spicy meatball. In our foodies news update for this week, we have a few new items on the website at stpetersburgfoodies.com. We have Sweet Stack Shack, a review by Haley Heyman. They are at 1041 Central Ave. That's in the Edge District across the street from the 1010 Central Condos. They've been open about two months now, and they have made-to-order ice cream sandwiches where you can pick from seven fresh-baked cookies or a brownie as the outside to hold the ice cream. And then you pick your ice cream and toppings and you can even have it warm pressed if you like. And there's also a great video demonstration on the site as well. And then Three Daughters Brewing, they are one of the most popular local St. Pete breweries. They recently added their own permanent or stationary food truck. Lori and I went along with Abby Allen and her boyfriend, Mike, so we could try six items paired with six beers. And Abby wrote up a great review on on the food and, and on each individual beer. All the food and beers were excellent and perfectly paired. Everything was super delicious. You should check out that piece and make some notes and then go try the pairings we did. Lastly, we have Fishtails at the Harbridge Marina. They've they've closed permanently, and the space will be refreshed by a quartet of local restaurateurs. To get the details on that and the other items I mentioned, go to stpetersburgfoodies.com. And while you're there, sign up for our newsletter. We only send it out once a month, so it's not annoying, and it'll keep you up to date on all the local St. Pete foodies news. Our Lunchbox segment is where we read opinions and answer questions from our listeners. Please email us at lunchbox at stpetersburgfoodies.com with your opinions, feedback, and questions to be featured in this segment. This is Nate Bond. And I'm Sam Boyle. From the the Cider Cider Press Press Cafe. And you're listening to the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast. Today's tip of the week is about host or hostess etiquette. I'm just going to say host for this part. The host is often your first point of contact in a restaurant. So remember that they're people too, and they should be treated as such. If you forget to make a reservation and the restaurant's slammed, it's often the host's duty to have to ask you to wait. So no amount of foot tapping is going to change your wait time. They can't magically make a table leave on your time clock. So when you're feeling frustrated, just try to remember that honey catches more flies than vinegar. If you can take a chill pill during the time when the joint is clearly slammed, the host may reward you with the table with the view instead of one right next to a kid's birthday party. Thank you for listening. Thanks to our guests and thanks to our sponsors. Our announcer is Candice Aviles from Meet the Chef and Channel 10 News. And our intro music is provided by the Chris Walker Band. We'd like to remind you to check out all the latest restaurant reviews, foodies news, top 10 lists, and updated happy hours on stpetersburgfoodies.com. If you're listening to us on iTunes or any other podcast app, please give us a rating 
And also remember to share the show with your foodie friends. Until Until next next time, time, may your food be hot and your bubbly cold. Well, go put that pizza in the oven, bitch. I'm hungry. (laughs) 